We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to the Big Cat Chat podcast, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin and I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. Me and too. It's, well, it's an exciting time of year, isn't it? It is, yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> well, we have a, uh, a newbie to this end of the season, uh, a very special guest, one of the biggest Parramatta fans uh, that there is. Uh, it is Dave Hunter from the Hypothetic RL podcast. How are you, Dave? I'm great. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, but I kind of felt like maybe I shouldn't have come on because both times that I said, hey, I'd like to come on and it didn't work out, uh, we won against you guys. So yeah. um, maybe I should have done that. Like that might have worked out better. Talking yeah, see, about I, hoodoos and things. That's like I was thinking that like maybe like Vic should join into the podcast at some point tonight. But then I got really lucky that she's busy because she was on both of those podcasts. We lost. <laughs> yeah. This goes yes. this goes into everything that we were chatting about for about five minutes before we were started calling about <laughs> hoodoos. Yeah, we really oh, but that's are. my thing. See, yeah. hoodoos, we all said it in there, hoodoos are our things. And like I said to you, you know, I haven't worn a, an Eels jersey on game day since 2005. And um, and I, I may well wear one this Sunday. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's a risk. Because, like, what if, like, Parramatta loses by a fluky play and then you're going to be thinking about that? <laughs> No, I think I'm giving up on the whole whole thing because I got to the point, and and this is the neurosis that is to be a Parramatta fan, that um, if I accidentally saw something that was blue and gold that day and we lost, I thought that that was the reason. So that's right. getting really, that's getting massively meta. So I, I think I've just, I got to a point about maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 weeks ago and I just went, stuff it, I'm not going to care. I can look at stuff that's blue and gold on game day. And you know what? It's worked out. So maybe it's maybe it's going to work out this time. Who knows? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was a kid, if I'd be like, you know, sitting on the floor or on the lounge at home and watching Penrith on TV and Penrith were doing well, and then like maybe I'd adjust the way I was sitting and like the other team would score a try, I'd go back to how I was sitting before. <laughs> Yep. That is a yep. strong hoodoo. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd that, be like, oh, I've is... got it. I got a dead leg from the way I've been sitting, but I've got to commit to it for my team. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd Everything never do that. Yeah, well, eleven-year-old me needs us to beat the Cowboys. Like, <laughs> I still do that now. If we, uh, I, I go to the football games uh, with my dad and my niece, and if we don't sit in the exact same configuration every time, then we're worried about it. And if one of us moves in a certain <laughs> way, we all look at each other like, move back. <laughs> are you worried that, like, um, 
like Isaiah Papali is going to look up in the crowd and be like, they're sitting a different way and then like drop the ball or something like that. Maybe he might. Who, yeah. who knows? He's going to get confused. <laughs> or maybe just the fact that I move a certain way changes the wind direction and, you know. Like <laughs> oh, something. true. It's like the, the butterfly Physics. effect. Exactly. <laughs> well, David, there's a reason we have you on. Um, I don't know if you've heard, either of you guys, it's a Battle of the West Grand Final this week. Crazy. What? We finally know. got him. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so strange because it's something that like for years I've always dreamed about this being the grand yeah. final matchup. And now yeah. that it's here, I really wish it wasn't here because I was like, yeah. wait, I can't take this. I agree. I agree entirely. Like I feel like especially when I was in school, it was Parrot and Penrith had this massive rivalry because where I lived was kind of in the middle of both. So you had yeah. a fair fair few fans from each and we just We'd literally have like screaming matches with each other at school over the footy. And all I wanted was the Battle of the West Grand Final for such a long time. Or even like, um, I remember a few years ago when it was going to be even a um, the first week of finals was going to be Panthers Para, but then it was the Roosters. And I remember even that was so exciting. It's like, we need a Panthers Para final. And then here we have a Penrith Parramatta Grand Final. Like it sounds dramatic, but it feels once in a lifetime. Yeah, I don't know well, if we're it, ever going to get this again. Fun, yeah. 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 I mean, Par- Parramatta and Penrith have been good at different stages. This is the only time they've both been good at the same stage, really, because we went yeah. through periods like, you know, the 80s, you guys weren't great. Then you started to get good when we got bad. And you 90s, were good in the yeah. 90s. And then you started to go bad and we went good. And, mm. you know, so we've gone past each other each time. But it's this is the only time that both of us has the same sort of success at the same time. Well, it's that's... funny because, like, we have been, I think both Penrith and Para have been regulars in that top eight for probably since 2014 or so. We've been hanging around that top eight together and now it's come to this culmination in a grand final. Well, that's what's interesting is, um, so Parramatta knocked Penrith out in the 2000 final series. And from that point, up until 2017, I believe it was, Penrith and Parramatta were not in the finals, at like in the same year between, yeah, okay. 2001 and 2017. Yeah. And we've been there pretty much every year since. Yeah. Except for 2019. Yeah. And it's like Penrith made a grand final and two other preliminary finals in that time. Parramatta made two grand finals and a preliminary final in that time. And it's like, yeah, it really was like a yo-yo, like you'll have a good year, yeah. we'll have a good year. Like, yeah. And now what Parramatta, I believe, have the longest streak of being in the top eight now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. How long is it? When was it? Oh, it's like round one, like 2019 or something like that, isn't it? You guys have been in the top yeah, eight since. something like that. I think it's round one, might be 19. It's something like that because we, yeah. we've we stayed in the eight the whole time because we've won our first match like every year. So that's mm-hmm. that's obviously helping. Um, but, yeah, we've I think it is 2019, something like that. Yeah, because it wouldn't be 18 because that, that was a bad year for no, Parramatta. We're and not you- 18. No, and and you beat us in round one, twenty nineteen. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's round. Yeah. It's pretty sure it's twenty nineteen, and and it's an amazing stat of being in the top eight that whole period of time. Um, 
It doesn't get you anywhere, but it is an amazing stat. No, no. But yeah, yeah but it's still... that consistency is really good. Mm. And it's it's unparamatta like, I would dare say. <laughs> Being consistent. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's a very exciting time. And I, I know exactly what you mean, Nat, about like your area that you grew up in, because I've been working out there this week. And, oh, really? Whereabouts? Uh, PCYC. But where? Um, where's? Oh, the like Windsor. Sub- oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Roughly your area, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Pit yeah. Town is like just the around the corner. Yeah. And so, um, there's like a heap of kids there because it's school holidays, and the first thing that they do is they all run up to you and they go, "Who do you go for, Panthers or Eels?" Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, Panthers." Yeah. <laughs> It's such a footy driven area. Like, um, I don't know. It's just like, there's, there's no, when I like grew up and started meeting people at union stuff and I'd be like, oh, who do you support? And they'd be like, in what sport? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> or like, they'll say they don't, they don't watch the NRL. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and then, yeah. So you'll find it out there. It's um, it's just mad. Everyone's mad about it. And I think at the moment there's probably a few more um, Penrith fans than maybe they were when I was in high school, but um, very yeah. eager anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I see a lot of um, very uh, fresh-looking Penrith jerseys getting around. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, where have you been these years? Um, <laughs> well, well I mean, meanwhile, on social media, we've been arguing about where the junior district line is. So, yeah, you know, like mm. it's, it's become – this week it's become – you know the the battle the battle line has been drawn and apparently it's Blacktown. Yeah, oh, well, that's well that's where the 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 competition's split in half, isn't it? Because yeah. I played footy in um the Penrith district and yeah we have a couple of Blacktown teams, but then I know that there are a couple of them that are in the Parramatta comp. And mm. I believe was it Will Penasini who said Quakers Hill. Yes, yes, he said yeah. Quakers Hill, and that started the whole thing. Yeah. Which yeah, Quakers Hill, I'm pretty sure is in the Paramount District because no, there's a it's lot Penrith. of. Are you sure? Really? Yeah, we beat them in a grand yeah, final. I would think that would be yeah. I would think that would be Parramatta when I first like just yeah. geographically. No, I, I Rouse, have to. Rouse Hill is Parramatta. Yeah, it yeah, is. Sure it is. I have to yeah. flex my um under 11s premiership victory, thirty-two to four against the Quakers Hill Destroyers. <laughs> Quakers Hill destroyers, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. They well, they got destroyed that day. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, I I played a lot of time before you, and so we didn't have a lot of teams from that area at all because yeah. there wasn't any houses there. So I didn't know. We didn't play anyone. We didn't even play Rouse Hill. We didn't play. I think Hill District was the most north we played, and mm. um, but we didn't play any Blacktown teams. I don't know if there is one or two that are in the Para District now, but pretty sure they're mostly in Penrith. So so Seven Hills is in which is where I'm from or which I live at the moment. They're in Paramount District. Yes. But they um, are, yeah. it's a it's a strange little line there. I don't know what happens, but it seems so weird that Black Ten is so close to Parramatta and yet it's in the different district. But you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely an area where it is a very big mix. But like mm. everyone that I know that's from Blacktown is a Parramatta fan. Hmm. Um, Rouse Hill, like that whole, and Blacktown is really close to Rouse Hill, which is why it's funny that it's not in that thing. But Rouse Hill is massively para. Oh, yeah. I used to always see Brad Arthur when I worked at the brewery. 
um, <laughs> all the time. He was there all the time. Such a nice man. Um, so yeah, big Parramatta area. Yeah, my mate lives right near Brad Arthur, and he said that he'll go past his house. And Brad Arthur apparently is the type of guy to pace around his front yard when he's on the phone, and he always looks I'm stressed not surprised. out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> that's about right. And I can is just he imagine... holding a bottle of water while he's pacing? Well, that's what I was going to say. I can. I all I think about is I imagine I think back to like him in the coach's box when something bad happens, and he just skulls another bottle of Mount Franklin. <laughs> He needs a, He needs some kind of sponsorship deal. Oh, he does. <laughs> Never seen someone have so many bottles of water in front of them at one time. No, no, he's he's contributing to recycling at least, I guess. <laughs> very true. Well, yeah, a very very exciting time. I want to know, um, you know, obviously, Nat, you are going to be experiencing the grand final in a very um, unique way. I'd say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, being at a wedding yeah um, you know we won't we won't you know push you too much on that because i'm sure it's a hard one to take um dave how firstly is it dave or david actually oh you can say whatever you like okay um dave or you know i'll probably switch between the two um that's cool how how are you watching the grand final are you going to be there no, um, I, I'm going to sit at home and watch it in front of on the lounge. Um, I don't know why. I I just I decided that was what I. My wife said to me, "Look, you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, we can, you know, go be parents' plays. We can do whatever you want, whatever like that." But for some reason, I just feel I feel like I I need to be in front of the TV. I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling yeah. for that. So she's gonna. She's going to get like a, a platter thing. We're going to sit down. We're going to put our um, our kind of mattresses out in the lounge room. We're going to sort of lounge down and and watch it. And I'm probably going to disappear underneath the lounges at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm just doing that. I know I know there's a lot of fans going to actually Combank and and watching it on the screens and stuff. And I, I just um, yeah, I, I've never been to a grand final. I don't know if I really want to pop my cherry on this one. Um, yeah, because I'm never. a bit afraid. Yeah, I'd be afraid of this one. Um, and I just I don't like the fact I don't like the feeling of going to a stadium where the game's not at to watch it on a big screen when I could watch it at home and probably you know, enjoy it a lot more. I can see it a lot better. So I'm just going to sit and watch it at home. I know it's boring, and I know it's probably not what the fanatical fan should do, but it just feels right for me to do that. Well, it's it, it's not going to be the nicest weather on Sunday either, is it? So it's like, why would you go to Combank to sit in shit weather to watch the footy yeah. if it's not even mm. on at that ground? Because I, I know 2020, yeah. um, for Penrith fans, they did a big thing where they put seats out on the field for people to sit on them and, like, you could buy tickets to go watch it like that or you could sit in the grandstand if you wanted and they had them up on the screens. But mm. it was horrific weather that day. And like everyone who had bought tickets to it just decided to stay home because it will mm-hmm. you'll just watch it on Channel Nine, um, mm. and so I think with things like that, like you got to yeah also take that into account, and then also these yeah these are very stressful days, so it's kind of like we'll just do whatever is comfortable <laughs> because yeah it's not going to totally. be a, it as much as we all want to get to grand finals, these days are not pleasant. <laughs> like, 
No, they're not. No. They're horrible. And, and mostly for me, a grand final is always sitting in front of the TV with the family watching it. So yeah. I kind of feel like that's that's the right way of going. I mean, I've got two grand finals to watch. so And you guys have got two as well. But, yeah. um, you know, I've got two very important ones to watch for me. So, and there's a long period between them. And I'm thinking, well, you know, do I really want to sit there for, you know, so many hours out in the out in the weather and and be like nerves would be crazy if I was sitting out there. Yeah, isn't it something like three hours between the NRLW and the NRL game? It is. It's like four o'clock is the NRLW game. And then the, what, it'll be eight o'clock by the time the first oh. grade starts. So, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's like two and a half, I think, by the time the between the games. But yeah, it's it's way too much time. I don't know how they why they're doing that. But yeah, like anyway. I get that they gotta I get they gotta do like the presentation after the women's game and then the like the musical act and stuff. But geez, I don't know if you need that much time between them. Like well, they've got to run their news as well. I was gonna say, I wonder if it's for channel nine, to be honest. Yeah, it is. It's to run the news through the middle. Yeah. Once right, again, we, Channel Nine doing great things for us. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's one thing where I'm like, I'm really glad that I'm going to be there just so that because if we lose, I'm never going to watch it again. But if yeah. we win, if we win, I'm not going to be like annoyed at the commentary in hindsight. Whereas yeah, I, true. I get so annoyed at commentary like when I'm watching a game, and I'm such a nitpicky asshole with everything. Um, See, I don't listen. I don't watch Channel Nine normally. I usually do on same, KSL, yeah. Fox feed. Yeah, I'm on and Fox. So it's going to be so weird watching yeah. it on Channel Nine. I haven't watched well, it since State of Origin. So, well, you um just don't do what Nat did and um almost missed the game last year. Oh, because um, you had it on KO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, yeah. "This is weird," <laughs> and then I realized. <laughs> I did it last year, to be honest, as well. I actually had it yeah. on KO, and I was like, why is they not playing the game? What's going on here? And then I realised, oh, it's on Channel 9. Yeah. I was like, this is so strange. It's just me. <laughs> it wasn't just me. It wasn't just you. I did it too. I, I actually really I turned it over. Just, I think I turned it over and about a minute of the game had started, so I actually missed the first minute. But uh, I mean, it didn't matter. My team wasn't in it, but it still, yeah. it still was like, what? I could have missed more than that. I actually ended up missing um, the the prelim last year you guys played against the storm mm. um i thought it was on an hour later than it was on and so oh, I they it, moved I the time it was an afternoon one yeah. yeah 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 so i flicked the channel and i looked at the score and you guys were winning i don't know what the score was but you're winning by a lot of points and i was like oh and that was only like 20 minutes half an hour in because you guys really mm. took them out really easily last time um mm. but I, I was like oh okay cool so penner's playing in the grand final um <laughs> <laughs> we like that yeah well look um i will get to it but on saturday i i flicked it over i i didn't watch the from the start of that game and i saw it was 12 nil and i thought oh we have to play south that's gonna suck <laughs> well we oh, got lucky i guess yeah we were not happy <laughs> no this um no, you wouldn't have this would have been a very different recording i think if we had ended up losing that game it was funny well, I I mean, was gonna- if you'd lost, you might have had to invite a South and a Parramatta fan to talk on Big Cat oh, Chat, and it might have been strange. No, no, uh, no, one, no. one thing we're never going to do is get a South fan on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I, was I know like, a couple of nice South fans. I actually get along with quite a few, but Nat and I have this really weird hatred for Souths. Yeah, I think they just, 
I don't know. And like the way they, the perennial victims, aren't they? The perennial victims. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like reading them. I like reading them a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, they're probably the team. I Like I, I feel the rivalry with Parramatta the most. And I do find it interesting because I do think that we dislike Parramatta more than Parramatta dislikes us. Like you guys traditionally have like bigger fish to fry, you know. Um, we kind than... of most of us like you guys. Like yeah. I actually like Penrith. Yeah. Like, I remember um, us talking about that um, last year when I went on your pod where you were like, oh, I, I like Penrith. And Victoria at the time yeah. was like, oh, I like Penrith. And I was like, yeah, I like can hate Parramatta. <laughs> like, yeah, the only Western Sydney club that <laughs> we don't. Yeah, the only Western Sydney club that most of us are like we don't like is is Canterbury, and Canterbury yeah. we don't really care about now because they're not very good. Yeah. So I mean, there's a few of them that don't like the West Tigers, but I think it's more the fans have upset them because of they didn't like us, and I think same thing with Penrith fans. Like sometimes, like a Penrith fan gets on and they're a bit like, oh, you know, like whatever, you know, because they don't like Parramatta, they kind of start trying to start some shit, and that's where I think it gets people offside, but. Like most Penrith fans are good. Like I went to Penrith today. I wore my hoodie. No one harassed me. It was great. Yeah. Just walked around. No one's going to be harassing people. Like it's, exactly. I'm seeing some streets and I'm thinking, I don't think that happened. <laughs> like nice. both, fans of both sides, looks like they're making up. Like I got abused by someone at Penrith. I got abused at someone at Parramatta. I'm like, no, you didn't. Mm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Have you guys seen... Um... The, the video that's going around of the Parramatta and the Penrith fan arguing with each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's the one you're in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, apparently so, yeah, according to <laughs> NRL Physio. <laughs> oh, that was weird. That was just weird. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, I, I hope for those guys' sake that neither of them uh, at the game on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, you've always got... Every every fan base has always got fans that are less than desirable, and yeah. I know mm. Paramount has got them too. But most reasonable people, like most people who, who are podcast people, as we are, um, and actually care about the game enough, and aren't just there as, as fans who want to who want to get into a fight, um, you know, are not like that. So I, I don't have any problem with that. The only time that sometimes you get a problem is when someone has a little bit too much alcohol in them and they decide to. Be a bit of a dick so that's yeah. the only time i've ever had a trouble otherwise it's fine you know mostly you know you got away fans come and they're happy you know they, yeah. if they if they win they're happy if they lose they just walk away nicely i mean i sat in the members section of manly this year for god's sakes and there was no problems oh god yeah okay that's yeah <laughs> that was that was the type of game where um i did see quite a bit of um angry fans each side was manly para this year um mm. and i think it was just the people around me and you're right i think it is like that adding the combination of the alcohol which yeah, i think that's is, what it is which honestly it doesn't end up being that bad on grand final day because like people will, that like drunk. yeah because you want to you want to remember the game and also like um grand final day is a long day and alcohol at stadiums is so expensive <laughs> so you're like you yeah, can't really exactly. you can't really afford to get absolutely blind at echo stadium exactly right but yeah no i, I um 
thanks to Phil Phil Brand, who was the Manly fan, who said, "Hey, you're at, you're at the ground." Like I was meant to go with guys from work. We we're supposed to there's some Manly fans there at work, and we went. I oh, will go down to Brookvale Oval and we'll watch the game. And um, yeah, you know, I had a another Parramatta fan who had extra tickets, and he said, "Oh, I've got some extra tickets. My friends not going to turn up." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool," because it actually got sold out that game, so I wouldn't yeah. get in otherwise. And so he got me in. And then as I'm in there, I'm sort of, you know, I'll, as I'm the the neuro, the sort of nerd that I am, that I always go and watch every grade I can. So I was there mm. to watch Jersey Flag playing. Um, and as I'm there watching, Phil um, DMs me and says, hey, I've got an extra ticket. When I get there, do you want to come sit in the members? And I'm like, you sure you want Paramount fan in the members? He's like, yeah, it'd be fine. And I sat there and it was the strangest thing because they kept booing the wrong parts and cheering the wrong parts. It didn't make sense. So... <laughs> That's like um early in the game last Saturday, there were these like three rows in front of us. There was this family of Souths fans and I was in the Penrith mm. end. And yeah, like it was quiet in our end at the first, except for that family. <laughs> and they then, were very happy. <laughs> and then they were very quiet towards the end. Um, didn't leave early, which, you know, good on them. I think that was because they were probably worried about copying the na-na-na-na goodbye song. Mm, um. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it, like you do get moments like that where you go, oh, like it's all right, we can all sit together. Um, but then I will admit there were some absolute dickheads um, that I saw um, Penrith fans at the Penrith Parramatta finals game, mm. um, which is something where I'm like, you know what, I hope we don't get that. Um, on Sunday, but also I don't think people are going to spend as much money as they've had to spend to go to the game just to carry on like that. No, that'd be stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't normally like paying $200 for tickets, so I'm not going to do it again. Like, like, just, like I'm not going to do it just to, yeah, carry on like a goose. I'm probably going to be, I'm probably going to be staring at the, like down at my shoes for like six hours while I'm there waiting for the game to start because that's all I did in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for the um the women's grand final and I can't remember a moment of it because I just stared at the ground because I was like going through every scenario in my head about how things can possibly go wrong and everything. And I mean, they did. They did. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when they happened in front of me, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, you know, at least I'm not dying right now, so it's okay. Like. <laughs> That's the other thing about, I was going to say, that's the other thing about Penrith and Parramatta is that we both have experienced almost the exact same grand final against us. Like you did 2001, 20 years later, it was, or 19 years later, it was, you basically did the same thing and you guys were coming back too. And I'm like, are they going to come back and do this? And you end up losing by a similar score. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I know. Does that mean this grand final is like, it's like the biggest loser, like in terms of like out of the two teams that lost the identical grand finals, it's like which one is slightly <laughs> better at getting it done on this stage? Well, it depends on which grand final we're going to emulate this time. Like if if it becomes 89, then that could be terrible for both of our emotional um, points. Uh, if it becomes like 08, then one of us is going to be extremely happy and the other one very sad. Um, so it depends on which grand final we decide to emulate this time. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's it from what I've seen as well from people like you know we won't go through our predictions yet, but most people are either tipping like a nineteen eighty nine style 
or a 2008 style. There's no in between. Yeah, I like, don't I have be either of those, but yeah. Well, like I haven't seen yeah, I haven't seen many people going like, oh yeah, twelve point victory or whatever. It's like golden point or fifty nil. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I got a feeling it's neither of those, and I hope it's neither of those. To be honest. No, I, I don't want either of those. I no. do. I want anything else. <laughs> 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 well, um. Nat, are you going to go through with the the plan, you and James, of how you're going to find out the score? I reckon people will be watching it, like just from my experience, because oh, um, I was at I was at a wedding on the weekend too, and everyone was watching it, um, the prelim. So I just can't imagine there's like 200 people going. I can't imagine there won't be a table with it on. Um, so yeah, I think I'll know. Point. As I think I'll know roughly as time goes on. Um, yeah. I'm just trying not to think about it. I, I guess like. On the weekend at the wedding, it was kind of good because I really didn't think about the prelim until like one minute before it was about to start. That's only then did I start getting nervous um, yeah. because there was so much other stuff to be thinking about. So it was good in a way to be disconnected from it um, for anxiety reasons. And I feel the same about grand, the grand final. I feel quite disconnected, which is sad, but um, it also means that I'm not going to be panicking all day because I've just got a billion and one things to be doing in the bridal party. Um, so I, I think I'll just see what happens, um, see if a table's playing it and, and might go sit myself down <laughs> yeah, and try yeah. and at least watch bits and bobs of it. Yeah. Pretend you're conversing with these people, but just like, uh, just I be moving your mouth in a way. You know, if you're not, like over at a table watching it, I guarantee people are going to be coming up to you and telling you stuff because like, yes. I'm, you know, I don't know the the people you mix with, but I assume that they know you as like in the nicest way possible, the crazy Penrith fan. Well, these people, like they're not like the girl, she's like one of my best friends, the bride, but I don't really know any, like it's not a friendship group, if that makes sense. Right. Like I yep. like a ring one. So I don't really know, like I know them through her, but they're not my close friends. Um, so, but they still know that I support Penrith and actually one of the girls who's in the bridal party, her partner, I don't know who he is, but he's on Twitter. Um, and we were just sitting by the pool and she's like, do you know who I think is the worst player in the NRL? Everyone's like, who? And she's like, Dylan Edwards. Anyway, turns out her partner, like knew on Twitter that I was obsessed with him and was like, tell, say that, say that. (laughs) (laughs) So no. I'm hoping she doesn't say anything like that because I don't think I'll find it funny on Sunday. No, no. Um, or anything negative. Like it's not one of those days where you can joke about, uh-huh, your team sucks. <laughs> but we'll see. That's like I almost had an argument with Victoria at the game the other day and it took a moment for me to realise, no, I'm wrong. I'm just like emotional. It was yeah, when it yeah. was when Kickout did the shoulder charge. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's going to get suspended for that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, nah, that'll be a grade one. Look at it. And like, it's not a suspension of finals. And she's like, nah, 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 nah. And I was like, can you listen to me? And then I went, oh, wait, I'm just, I'm running hot right now. I need to chill. <laughs> I watched nothing- that and I was like, I couldn't believe that anyone thought he was going to be suspended for even a minute. That was crazy. That was really obvious that he'd be fine. Well, yeah, no, well, both of our teams um ended up getting off a bit with that, didn't yes. we? With like... Logically, like we like neither him or Paolo deserve to be suspended, but no, um, definitely not. I wonder if 
I haven't looked at like the actual charges, but whether it would have meant it would have been a suspension in a regular season game because I know that they did change the rule. I, I didn't really look at bolos that much, but kicks, I thought, no. Like, he's done the, 10 the, times worse The than one that. with kick out, <laughs> yeah, the one with kick out was, there's, I don't know how this judiciary works, but it's something about having a second charge of a similar yeah. thing or something, and apparently he's had two, but apparently yeah. there's also a discount because it's a finals game that doesn't yeah. count or something. So yeah. that's why people were saying he's going to get suspended, but they don't realise what the rule is. No. It, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I don't think I don't think Parramatta wants to, would make much difference if Kickout played or not. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but I'm pretty sure that whoever you put there is going to do a great job as well. Mm. So it's not going to... Yeah, that's very I, true. I'd kind of rather know the player we're playing rather than, you know, yeah. you bring yeah. some guy in and all of a sudden he rips us apart because we're not ready for it. Yeah. And I think the, the detriment with Penrith as well is that, like, they've played together for such a long time that the replacement would come in and they probably still have played a billion and one games with these kids. So mm. it's not like it's someone who has no experience playing with them and it's hard for them to fit in and the communications off. So really, like, yeah, it's that's why I feel pretty okay about Taylor May not being there. Obviously, in a perfect world. I- it's a way with the premiership! Um, as much as I would love Taylor May to be there, and obviously full strength is always what you want, I'm not stressed or sad that if he's not. It's not really like I'm not losing sleep over it because I do know Charlie will do a job. He's been there before. Um, he's played with these guys so, so often. So we've got that benefit with our team right now. I also reckon for Parramatta, like if you guys were to beat us and like kick out was suspended for the grand final, like, like I don't think it, it would be because of Kickout being suspended, but you also just don't want to give Penrith fans that excuse. Like yeah. we've, been, we've been hearing it all year that like if Latrell had played, we mm. would have we would have lost the grand final, even though we beat Latrell both we beat Latrell yeah both games that he played for Souths against us last Seven year times. yeah we've and lost, for yeah and and lost to a team with um Blake Taffer fullback. Um, but you know, Latrell would have changed that game apparently. <laughs> I mean, to be to be honest, as a Parramatta fan, I don't care who is against us. I don't care if you forfeited; we'd still take it. We're happy. <laughs> we just want to win. Mm-hmm. That's all we want. It doesn't matter to us. I don't care if fans put an asterisk next or anything; it still counts. So that's that's where we're at at this point because we're basically like the where that that guy is searching through the bins just trying to find that that last meal you know like that that's mm-hmm. where we're at we've we've been down and out for long enough so that's why you know if you had kick out you don't have kick out i don't really care i i honestly have not even really cared who's in the penrith team like if you had guys out it wouldn't matter to me if your full strength doesn't matter it's it's for Parramatta. it's about them rather than being about penrith which i which i hope is what the team is doing it's what it feels like the team is doing at the moment which is great for us um, I'm talking a lot of Paramount on a Penrith podcast, but for us, that's I think that's the <laughs> the main thing we need to do is to is to just worry what Parramatta does and play Parramatta's game because that's what happened in the first round in week one. We didn't play Parramatta's game; we played. We don't want to lose to Penrith. That was what yeah, we were scared playing. of losing. Yeah, yeah. You basically you don't want to um, be like Ivan Cleary in the 2020 final series. Um, and make some weird change like putting Tyron May at centre and dropping Brent Naden to the bench. Um, (laughs) That was not good. No, no. As as we've Uh, seen. Yes. um, (laughs) It's given it. 
No, I trust it has not given Nat or myself any sleepless nights, I swear. <laughs> um, still burns somehow. <laughs> hey, look, you've won one since, so you can't be upset. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't get sad about that game. I, I, actually, yeah. I, actually, I actually don't give a shit about that game anymore. <laughs> Me either. It really flies out of your head, like flies out when you yeah. won. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And that's we the had, thing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you go. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say for you, David, um, like if you guys do beat us, like shit like 1998 or whatever, it's not going to like bother you anymore, I'm sure. Like, you know, um, 2009, well, you're going to be like, yeah, they were over the cap, whatever. Like, yeah, look, I think I've I've made my peace with all of those now. They yeah. all still hurt. They all still hurt no matter what because the potential that was there. But um interesting we talk about you know not caring and and you know that sort of stuff someone on twitter i think it was a neil's fan his name's i can't remember his name is now i apologize if he does listen to this he's not he's paramount we have we have a Um, a large amount of eels fans that listen to this of course i very much apologize i I don't want to get his twitter (laughs) name wrong because i do know him really well and i I interact with him a lot but i'm not sure exactly what his twitter name is so i don't want to say it wrong um, but he kind of posed, you know, if if Penrith, uh, he posed with the Penrith point of view, um, if you were Penrith and you could win this one but not oh, win yeah. for another three years or you could lose this oh, and win the yeah. next three, which one would you take? Oh, easily. And I mean, that's a great this. question. Oh, I didn't think twice. Lose this one, absolutely. <laughs> when you think about, like, how hard – I. I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant here, but here we go. Um, <laughs> I guess for Penrith fans, it might not feel any more like it is hard to make grand finals because we've done it three times in a row. But it's so hard to make these grand finals, let alone win one. And the scenario that he's proposed, one scenario has us winning three and one scenario has us winning two. And because they're so difficult to get in and win, I'm never going to turn down a scenario where we can win an extra, um, no matter who we lose to in the process. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the right answer. I just thought it was very interesting that um, he yeah. said that right before I was coming on here and I thought the perfect opportunity to ask to them to see what they think. Well, what do you think, Jack? Well, oh, God, what you said just then made perfect sense, Nat. Yeah. But- I am so unhinged about this game. I literally sat there with my head in my hands listening to that because I'm like, I then started worrying about us losing this game. <laughs> I, oh, like, I'd have to go with, yeah, like, agree with you. But mm. holy shit. That's like, you need a written agreement from, from the gods of football that you yeah, will get the next yeah. three. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you would need a guarantee. Yeah, um, I need it locked in. Yeah, the football I gods have it... double-crossed us many times before, so <laughs> I would not trust them. Don't trust those people. Um, yeah, I think, like, obviously, I mean, I said last week, it because I, I don't like Para. Like, we were talking about it before, and I wish I could say that I liked Para. I really like their fans. Um, their fans are probably my favourite fans to interact with on Twitter, but I, I don't like the team. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Um, and... Like when when Para and South play each other, I'm just like I hate this game. I don't want anyone to experience joy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I think the thought of losing to Para 
like last week I was generally saying it's almost worth not making it because the risk is too strong. Um, that's how strong I felt about it. But when I guess that that scenario is in front of you, you just can't say no to the extra premiership. Yeah, true. Yeah, like that's the thing is like it, it, it pains me to think about like giving ammo to people being like, oh, you lost yeah. to Paro three times in a year. But I'm like, oh. mathematically, you got to take that deal, don't you? It's more so like I don't, like there's a few players that aren't my favourite and just seeing, like, I don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure so many people feel that about Penrith, you know. I'm oh, sure heaps. it pains them, you know. So when you don't like a few characters, um, it really adds something to it. Like if we were going to play the Cowboys, I would have been like, eh, they're beautiful, whatever. I <laughs> they're was... all lovely. I was so filthy when Cronulla won in 2016 because it was Andrew Fafita who got the match-winning yeah. try. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was, I was praying that, like, just anyone on either team would score again so that he yeah. didn't win them the grand final. And yeah. so I completely get what you mean about sometimes, like, even just, like, a player in there that you don't like and you're like, yeah, it's, it's really messed up, but you're like, I don't want to see this human happy. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so strange, Nat, because Paramount had... It's so strange because Parramatta has the nicest team I've ever seen. I love them all. I love oh. every one of them. Every one of them. Maybe not one of them, but maybe every other one. I mean, they're all lovable. you got to love them all. <laughs> Nat has never said a bad thing about a single Parramatta player on Twitter ever. Um <laughs> But I get it because, like, my my second favourite, obviously Dylan's my favourite player, but my second flavour fa- flavor, favourite is um, Jerome Luai. I can't I – can't <laughs> so I think he's the best. And then yeah. so many people hate him. And I, can, I seriously sit here and I think, how? How is it possible? He's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well. Anytime – There is – yeah. So anytime a cute photo of, like, Luai or, like, one of his kids – is posted somewhere on social media, Nat forwards it to a group chat we're in going, how can anyone hate this man? <laughs> His babies are beautiful. They're just gorgeous. And they've got such lovely personalities. They're cute. They're beautiful. Well, the I, just can't even think of which, I just can't even think of which parallel play you could not like. I mean, they're all lovable. Just, Dave, are we going to start this conversation? We will, it, it's not going to end well. <laughs> we will, we will no, be right. here We'll be Let's here for a while. Yeah. I'm only baiting you a little bit, Nat. I'm just wondering whether I was going to get you to say a name or not. So I'll, I'll stop now. You know what I'll do? <laughs> I will bring us through to the news. Fabulous. <laughs> Plenty has happened um, in the last few days. Uh, you know, preliminary final wins aside. Uh, Penrith won two grand finals in the same day last Sunday, both the Jersey flag and the New South Wales Cup grand finals. Um. Congratulations, Penrith. Very, very uh, good. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, I think it's a like. It's always a good sign, I think, that a club is doing well when their lower grades are continuously in the hunt to win competitions, mm. and the fact that like our three grades below senior level, um, obviously the uh, Harold Matz team have let us down horrendously. Um, <laughs> poor guys, yeah. just, a bunch, just a bunch of 16-year-olds. Um, <laughs> but the, 16-year-olds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, yes, the... Um, but, the yeah, the 
SG Ball, the Jersey flag, and the New South Wales Cup all winning the grand final this year, and yeah, two of them on the same day. It's such a it's such a positive sign, I think, that the club is just run so well. Um, and you know, for years and years, we didn't quite get the success that we were aiming for with this project that we've set up. And mm. you know, maybe it took a few people like Gus and that having to at some point move on for it to eventually, you know, um, the like the seeds to start bearing some fruit. Um, but like it feels like we're finally there. And like I, I'll, you get examples of like even like redemption in Jersey flag for our team. Um, Isaiah Katoa, you know, the golden child that the Dirty Dolphins are stealing from us, even though we've raised him since the okay. boom. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the point of even developing players um, if they're going <laughs> to steal superstars like Katoa away from us? Um, you know, he was pretty much not banished from the Penrith teams, but told that, like, he's not going to play for the rest of the year because they need to focus on developing the players that are going to stay there, then ends up having to come back into the team through necessity and kicks the winning field goal in Golden Point in a grand final to end his Penrith career. Like, that's... Like, I was there um, on Sunday for the grand finals and it was just a pretty special day all around. And yeah, I just, I loved it. And um, yeah, like I said, I think it's a really strong sign that a club is being run well off the field and they've got the right people in the right positions when, yeah, you see things like this happening. Mm. Um, that New South Wales Cup grand final, though, ended up being very close. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, I've, I, it's the first time this year I've watched the Bulldogs New South Wales Cup team. And it's just confirmed to me that Jaden Ockenbaugh is definitely one of those players that just isn't good at NRL level, but is an absolute god at New South Wales Cup <laughs> level. Yeah. 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 He's definitely one of those. Yeah. Like he, they, he, um, they got it in their way twice. Like Parramatta had to play them because um, of the top five system. And so we got, we got sort of, unfortunately, they finished a bit with two low down and, and obviously, you know, they they got they eliminated or something like that, and I'm I'm very upset about that because I really wanted the Jordan Rankin captain coach team to um oh, to get us that. that grand final, um but like I I liked that 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 uh, New South Wales Cup Parramatta team. I thought there was a lot of good promise there, and uh, and it, unfortunately, like they played a very important game late in the season against Canterbury and lost it, and then they lost that final game against them. And I felt like they were the South Sydney of that comp for us. So, um, but uh, yeah, they were they were a good side, um, but they also are a side that, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think they just got good at the right time of the year. So, I think you guys were, were the better team all year, definitely than Canterbury were. Yeah, it definitely felt like in New South Wales Cup, like it was almost as if Penrith, Norths, and Newtown were the three really good teams in the comp and then yeah the dogs sort of went on a bit of a dream run um i do still look at that dogs new south wales cup team and go geez some of you guys should definitely be playing first grade over some of the other players in the bulldogs team um 
uh, because yeah, there are some pretty stinky players in their first grade squad, and then yeah, that, but then there are yeah players like Ockenbor who he was dead set like prime Daniel Tupo on the wing for them during that game. Um, had a controversial call go against him very late in the game. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, Penrith was up by seven points with three minutes to go. And they kicked it to Ockenbor on the last, as they did every single time. And he jumped up and he batted it down. And it hit a Penrith player and went into the in goal. And um, Jackson Torpenny jumped on it and scored. And they're all celebrating because, like, it was a very kickable position to score a try from and you know they were, they were you know coming home strong but they sent it upstairs and they did what they did to kick out in um round 25 or whatever it was where they ruled that him batting it down towards another player and it going forward that a tip on like isn't a pass it's mm. the the video ref and the bunker aren't allowed to oh, right. award yeah. forward passes so they yeah. just they look at something that's clearly a pass and go, no, that was a knock-on. Mm. And it's like, it, it, it definitely was forward, but like that's not the rule. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so Parramatta and Penrith both advantaging off uh, forward pass calls this week, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah, fine saw, with it. So am I. It was very happy. I was... um. I was very delighted with that second one. I'll be honest. <laughs> gotta, yeah, you've uh, you've just got to take the the luck when you get them. So yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you and know it's what? not like it happened like in the last minute. Do you know what I mean? It happened in the first mm. what fifteen ten. Like, sorry, you don't. Especially oh, a team I... like the Cowboys. The Cowboys don't get to complain. No, no, exactly. <laughs> They, they, they were. The, That's just karma. The NRL almost got sued by one of its own teams because of a call exactly. that went towards the Cowboys this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. Uh, there seemed to be a bit of an incident after the uh, Penrith-South Sydney game. Um, I didn't notice it at the time. I only found out about it after when everyone was reading it in the, the papers. Uh, Pete Green and Jed Cartwright um, yes. were involved. And then uh, Cody Walker stepped in. Uh, as he's known to do, um, to sort it out, just be a peacekeeper in the whole situation, you know, kind-hearted. Good, he's, good. He's, a, he's a very level-headed fellow that... Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, whenever I see, you know, something, you know, feisty happening on a field, I'm like, we just need Cody Walker to keep everything calm, you know. Yes, I believe Cody Walker works for the UN, doesn't he? In some oh, yes, yes. They send him out to conflicts. Um, yeah. Someone on Twitter was Someone on Twitter was like to me, so are we meant to believe that Cody Walker just went up and got angry for no reason? And I was like, yes, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's what he does. <laughs> it's what he does every week. <laughs> well, especially since um, it all turned out to be nothing. Um, the whole thing is just, I had second, you know when you read something, you're just cringing. Like I, I just, it was, cr- I was cringing the whole time from start to finish. Um, 
the whole time. John coming out to the media, I, I just don't. It's like this is not it, guys. Yeah, it was very interesting what John said because I know he said I know he said if it's true, but um, yeah, but and I and like I know maybe I, I know yeah. the media and pretty sure you know yeah. like talk to your son maybe. Like, and I know, um, yeah, since Jed seemingly I, didn't I have won't an issue with terrible it. words against. I won't hear terrible words against John Cartwright. He once moved a bin that was blocking a driveway when I was trying to drive out of my work. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very happy with John Cartwright. It was a very nice human thing to do. And I, I, I mean, he was working for Manly at the time, so it was even worse. But oh, yes. I had much respect for him doing that. Um, and also, I, I don't, I don't agree with anything that Pete Green does for the history of the rest of his life <laughs> because of what happened last. Yes, year. of course. So, yes. yeah. So we That's can't. Like, we, yeah. He can't be trusted. That was like well, Ben, um, one of the really great Para fans on Twitter, um, said to me he should have been banned for this alone. And I was like, Ben, he was banned. And he goes, No, banned for life. <laughs> and that was the <laughs> thing last last year. <laughs> it's like we think it's going to make a difference if your trainer is a different person yeah. or something. It's not going to make yeah. a difference. Yeah, it's like he was suspended for the rest of the season last year, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was like one game though. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a game that we won anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I did find it interesting though that like it did happen to be the exact same trainer once again that something's happening with. Yeah. And it for a moment funny. before we before we found out the full incident and what was actually said, I was like, wow, Pete Green just turns into a, a monster at finals time, doesn't he? <laughs> He really does. <laughs> He'll do anything See, to get that I read win. something today. I read something today that apparently someone wants uh, Penrith to release the audio to to prove that oh. he, that he didn't say anything. I mean, how do you do that? That just I don't understand. I don't understand. And they're making a huge thing out of it. If Jed had a problem with it, he just he deals with it. That's what it is. And yeah, that's what and- I found so strange about the whole thing there was never at any stage a formal complaint made by Jed or South um not at all and I was thinking if they were really sure about what he said then they would have made a complaint um quick smart it sounded strange as well the sledge like I was just thinking what sort of sled like they were talking about a back injury I'm like that's a weird thing to sledge about um so the fact that yeah the whole thing was just a massive storm in the teacup um and now people yeah saying release the audio well, in response to what? There's no complaint. So what are you going to do? Just release 80 minutes of audio for fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a task. The Tigers couldn't get the NRL to bloody release bunker audio over the yeah, Cowboys exactly. drama. So. Yeah. I'm pretty sure legally there's problems with that. But anyway. <laughs> we'll save that for your law podcast. I don't think you can just release audio <laughs> for fun. Um, that's what, I, like, genuinely, I don't think it's something you can do. So Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but but someone on Twitter wanted it, so yeah, yeah they wanted it. They have to do it now, guys. <laughs> but I thought, you know, what I found really funny. I found it really funny, and like this is probably just a. I, I get that people don't like Penrith for whatever reason, but um, so obviously the story comes out where there's a rumor that something was said about um that Pete Grant said something, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's terrible. It's awful." They believed it immediately, without even Jed or anyone even saying what the actual sledge was. They were like, "Yep, it definitely happened." Then Penrith released, like, saying, oh, we've got audio. It says X, Y, and Z. And they're like, no, nah, we don't believe it. <laughs> Unless we hear it, we don't believe it. So it was funny how, like, one club's word was taken as gospel and the other club's word with audio was, like, couldn't possibly be. <laughs> couldn't yeah, be it's right. like they'll, they'll, they'll believe be they'll, 
they'll believe the words of the NRL 360 panel, but won't yeah, believe over. but won't believe the yeah. words of Jed himself when he was actually quite yeah. like complimentary of Pete Green when asked about him. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was very classic. <laughs> yeah, there's there's never a dull moment, is there? Definitely not. No. Well, uh, last night, uh, as of recording, the 2022 Dalians went ahead. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a single second. I was with the biggest tiger at watching uh, Rugby League the Musical. So all I know is that Nico Hines won it, and I've had a very brief look at the team of the year. Um, I have no idea what else happened. How, how was it, guys? Um, yeah, it was good. Um, it was classic NRL. Like, I know people get upset about the awards and how they're not very well rehearsed, but I mean, it's a, it's the NRL. Like, do, do we really need to have a perfect Oscar night? <laughs> I don't really care how it's presented. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I was surprised. I mean, obviously Nico's a deserving winner. Absolutely. Did he deserve the most alien points of all time? I'd argue not. Um, but that I guess is just an example of how the system um, maybe is due for a little bit of an overhaul just for the fact that players in the better teams that have more people stealing those votes are disadvantaged. Um, but I do think the best player, I, I think he deserved it. So it's a good outcome. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't watch Dally M's. So I don't watch Dally M's. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Jack has been involved in a little project of mine this year about um, – uh, trying to find an alternative, which uh, our hyper M's actually ended up with Ben Hunt as the best player of the year, and end up with uh -huh. Nico as number two. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's any better, but um, we end up with some different players in the team of the year as well. So, you know, I don't know whether I'm not, I, I've put, I put that out there tonight on Twitter, and I, I got told by many people that my team was worse than the Delhi M team of the year. So maybe it's not <laughs> better. Oh, maybe it's maybe maybe it was yeah. Maybe it was all the judges, though. I just blame the judges, like Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, uh, yeah no, no eels at all in the team of the year. I uh, saw that. Yeah. It's probably, I, I feel like the second row of the year might have been, I feel like everyone got on Nanai a little bit too much. I think rookie yeah, of the year for sure. But mm. I think he wasn't the best, the second or, or best second rower this year. But yeah, Sean that's... Lane had a brilliant year. I feel like yeah. he deserves Lane. I thought Lane and Kickout yeah, well, could have But, been you know, it. I think Sean Lane is victim of the Dylan Edwards curse, which is where when you've been average for so long, no offence to Sean Lane, it takes um, a little while for media judges alike mm. to start waking up to you and I think Sean Lane mm. has had his first real really good season this year and if he can keep it up then he'll start seeing the results of that in the next few years in terms of the media and stuff because it takes them a while to eradicate the averageness from their mind well this is the this is the podcast of the Sean Lane super fan and the Dylan Edwards super fan I love Sean mm -hmm. Lane I'm a super yeah. fan of both <laughs> Well, there you go. I, I am I I defended Sean Lane for many many years against every Parramatta player who wanted him sacked, thrown out of the club, what did it, all this stuff, and and I kept saying to him, there is definite potential. We just got to we've he's just got to hold the ball, and he's got potential. Yeah. He's just got to, and, and he just did it. It all came to bet. It all came to 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 fruition this year, and um, it's amazing how many people are on Sean Lane Island now. 
um, I had to move out because there was too many guys on there. <laughs> it's so overcrowded. It, it's overcrowded now. You can't fit anyone else on there. But I mean, people have got him on the plane to like, you know, to England at the end for the World Cup and everything, you know. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe. But he's got, he's got, you know, I think the problem with, with Sean Lane is he's got that real goober, tall, lanky thing going for him where yeah. people don't think he's actually that good because he just looks a bit strange. I don't yeah. know what it is, but. I that's, think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that might be what people have picked up. That's like, I think if Dylan Edwards had like maybe like a slightly cooler name and like a less like generic haircut, I reckon people mm. would see him as a much like, you know, cooler fullback. Mm. Like, so you reckon you should get like frosted tips or something? Like go go full Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and get just... like a slit in the eyebrow or something like that. Yeah. I think um, that I might, think might do it for him. Yeah. I maybe some like neck well, tats. Like... When you're a player, like people remember errors, like there's no tomorrow. Like look at Ben Hunt, poor old guy. Like yeah. they uh, error will sticking someone's head ten times more than a fantastic run, a fantastic tackle, a good try. So if like you know, like Sean Lane and Dylan Edwards back in the day were prone to a few errors here and there, so that's all anyone would take away from their matches. So when you've got in your head they're error prone, it takes a few years for that to, you know, even if they're perfect with their handling for a year. People will still have the hangover for the years before. Um, mm. So I don't think he deserved, he, I don't think he got the praise he deserved um, this year because of the hangover from previous years. Um, but if he can, you know, back it up with another good season, I reckon he's going to get a lot of attention. Probably, yeah. I mean, I think of all the Eels players, he's probably the only one that maybe could have got a positional award. I don't think any of the others yes. were, were ever going to win any of them. So, um yeah, that's, that's fine. I, I didn't have much problem with the Daly M team of the year. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was yeah, pretty, it pretty close to what I thought it should be. And I think there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, I want you know, like you know, Para doesn't have anyone in there." Blah blah blah. I mean, is it not a great thing to think our team is not a team of any one individual superstar? It's just a whole bunch of people doing their job. Because for yeah. me, that's more impressive than having you know three people who are phenomenal in their. I mean, look at the Roosters, right? They had three players in that team of the year. But the whole year, it seemed like there was too many cooks in the kitchen. They never really hit their stride and they ended up getting out of the finals the first week, which is an underachievement for a team with so many superstars. So if you look at it there and you think, look at the two grand finalists this year, like we have our stars now, but the stars have been kind of created through these couple of years that we've had on paper. They're not the Tedesco's, Manu's, Suwali's, you know. Um, and if you look at both the grand final grand finalists this year, are full are, are both teams that just have everyone doing their job every week. And I think that's a lot more impressive than having team like individuals in the Dalian team of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. But I wasn't upset about it. I know there were a couple of fans <laughs> were, and I thought, well, it's an interesting thing to bring up. Um, but apart from that, I really didn't take much else out of the Dalians. I don't really pay attention to it. Um, I think a lot of people kind of when Jack White and won that, you know, a lot of yeah. people kind of went, there's something wrong with this system. And I still think there's a lot of people think there's something wrong with this system. So, you know, I, it's going to continue to be that. And then the fact that Oshay Ole, whatever his name is, uh, you know, the real Eshay that he is, didn't win any points this year is upsetting me. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the next thing I was going to ask was, were there any... Um... Yeah, blunders in terms of like like great ones, like anyone saying Oshayole or anything like that, or was it just boring and they actually did their jobs effectively this time? No, there was nothing exciting like that. Oh, except 
there was a bit awkward when Chad um, and, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten her name. She's such a good player. Is it Sammy Bremer? No. I forgot. Oh, my God, it's an NRLW player. I really should not. I've forgotten her name. That's terrible. Team? Um, I don't even know what team. No, I don't know what team she's from. Hang on. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've forgotten it. I can see her in my head. But I can't. Let me just double. I've got to. I've got to get her name. I did um, see that there was. Name. I saw that there was something with Chad, but I didn't watch the video. Oh, it's gonna know me all night. I need to find it. Who she is? Where is your name? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. Kezi Oh, Kezi. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. You know that what? Is yeah, a, I had her that is a bad head. one to forget. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they had like an awkward exchange, and she said something, and Chad. Was just like awesome. <laughs> oh, like he wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, it was so strange. <laughs> oh, no. um, so that was awkward, but nothing, nothing like Oshé Ole. No, it doesn't have the polish because it's not. It's a bunch of rubber league people yeah, doing exactly. night. It's never going to have that polish. They're not Hollywood exactly. people, so. And nor do you want it to. I, I'm fine with it not having that polish. You know. No, uh, I, I mean the only one yeah. who has that polish is DCE, and no one wants to hear him talk. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He starts talking. <laughs> he, he, start, he starts saying words longer than three syllables, and everyone goes, oh, "What a wanker!" Yeah, <laughs> like enough. Stop talking. Yeah, well, I feel like in years to come, there'll be a. I feel like in years to come, there'll be a podcast with Cooper Cronk and DCE, and everyone will hate it because they actually make sense when they're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. and they're just like using words that you only know from a thesaurus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, that's that's slightly disappointing. Um, who won some of the other awards, by the way? So um, I think you guys said Nanai won Rookie of the Year, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's deserved. He's been very, very good. Um, I was I was a bit worried about his defense, sort of at the beginning of the year, but he seems to really have improved on that. And then yeah. the guy just like has a real habit of scoring tries. Yeah. No, he's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, congratulations to Nico. Um, how dare you rob Dylan Edwards? Um, I will not forgive you for this. <laughs> how how um, did Dylan Edwards do? Did he get in the top five or anything? Or is he yeah, just he close? Yeah, he got fourth. He got fourth. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. But by a large jump, but he got fourth all the same. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like five points, wasn't it? No, it was like 15 points from Nico. Oh, yeah, like geez. five points from the... Yeah, so it was like Nico, James Tedesco, Ben Hunt, Dylan Edwards. So that's pretty much what I think we expected. So really exciting, I guess, to have him in the top five. He's crazy. Um, if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, okay, you're crazy. You're in my brain. <laughs> but yeah, really good effort. Just quickly on Dylan Edwards, um, before we get you know Nat talking for 10 years about him, um, I, I heard this on the full credit to the boys podcast. Um, sorry for ripping you guys off. Um, they, they were talking about Dylan Edwards and one of them heard a rumor that apparently like, they're just talking about how fit he is and how much of a good trainer he is. Apparently he beat the beep test. Really? Is that a joke? Like the, like the tape just ran out. How, how do you, what, what does go to? I don't know. I've never been that far. <laughs> I that used to be. not a, real. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I, used I feel to be, surely um, you can't. Yeah, I used to be a junior referee and we did beep test. And um, guys who were refereeing, like, were, were senior guys at my time, like uh, Alan Shorter was one of them. Um, uh, that 
example, Daniel Eastwood, remember the old touch, that he was a touch judge. Those guys were our senior referees when I was doing it. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was, oh, I can't remember who it was. Might have been Shorty. It might have been one of the other guys. But he got to like a ridiculous number. Like it, basically, they said if you get under 10, then, you know, they had to do it again, basically. And so I got like an 11 or something like that. Not really great. Well, I wasn't that fit. But he did a ridiculous number, like it's something in the high teens, and I can't remember what it was. But it was it was to the point where he was sprinting backwards and forwards, um, and with no with no space between it. So he was just basically sprinting backwards and forwards, and and that the he just couldn't turn, like he just couldn't get there to turn fast enough by the end. And I don't know what the number was, but I think the record. I'm not sure what the record of a beep test is. I think it's only like eighteen or nineteen. I don't think you yeah, get much higher than that. The but he I got like 17 up. or something like that. Yeah, there are 21 levels to the beep test. And if I'm looking at 21. I'm yeah. looking at yeah, I'm looking at the numbers you have to do. I I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna be a joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to believe it. And I'm gonna it's gonna be one of those things that in years to come, I'm gonna be that like dickhead at the pub, like telling that story. Dylan Edwards will be you're not right Dylan Edwards will be 20 years retired I'll be like you know he beat the beep test once everyone's like yeah 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 oh that was the worst thing ever doing the beep test I know it's just yeah I was a much younger man 25 at the time and I mean I wasn't that out unfit but I mean doing like a 12 or something was hard and these guys were doing like 17s and 18s and that I, that's what they were doing and the worst thing was like they wouldn't be in it like one of them like I'm not doing it today and then I don't know what it was but I hate positive encouragement when I'm exercising so um, I'd be doing okay. it and they'd be running alongside you going come on come on like this and I'd be like <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Yeah, see, it's been about six years since I've done a beep test, and I, yeah, I, I don't think I would get anywhere near double digits at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not easy. No, so maybe he might not have beaten the beep test, but we know he'd beat all of us in it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so last Friday night, the. Parramatta Eels. Um, apparently, they were playing a game. I didn't even realize um, they beat the North Queensland Cowboys uh, twenty-four to twenty to make it through to the grand final. Um, absolutely crazy. What did you make of it, Dave? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to go through the whole game because you know a lot of you, a lot of Penrith fans are going to be like, we don't care. <laughs> They're going to be so um, pissed off if you did that. <laughs> And I mean, we all know we've all seen the game. And everything the the main sort of thing that that sort of stood out for me was all week they were talking about oh, Paramount's going to have to go up to the weather, uh, and all the Paramount fans are going, why are they not going up early to acclimatize and all this sort of stuff like this. And the whole week I'm thinking to myself, surely you would want to go up there as late as possible, not be not be in the heat, not have to train in the heat, not lose all your energy in the day before, and in the end, I feel like Parramatta's tactic of going up there the day before and the Cowboys of training in it all week kind of actually helped us because I think that we had more left in the tank. They looked like they were absolutely buggered and we actually looked like we had 
not anything left, but we looked like we just outlasted them. And that's why I felt like it kind of happened. I don't know what effect it's going to have this week. I mean, it's been, it's a long turnaround, so I don't think it's going to have a huge effect, but I, I had to, I have to congratulate, you know, Brad Arthur and the team for, for going for that approach. And I think that did make a big difference. I, the other thing obviously is, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that I, I bored my absolute eyes out after we won. Um, and like a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's only, a, you know, you just made a grand final, but for, for this team, it was huge. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I was expecting maybe six weeks ago. Um, and I, I realistically, at the start of the season, I sat there and I thought, okay, you know, all these guys are going, maybe, maybe what's been holding this team back is they always think there's a next year and maybe this is the time because they know there's not a next year now. They know that this group won't be winning it together next year, that, I mean, even if they are good next year, there's a lot of guys who aren't going to be there. So it's like a last chance for a lot of them. And I thought maybe that was what was going to happen. And then I completely doubted it most way through the season because of how inconsistent they were. But I think that that game last Friday kind of showed that there is a hunger there and, and there's a lot of determination in that team. I don't know if there's enough skill, but the determination is definitely there. So... And that's what that's what we wanted to see as a Parramatta fan as well, because we've been known as the team who has to get to the lead. And, you know, God love Mike Mihal Wood, but he keeps telling everyone how we've got this period in the middle where we, where we get run over. Um, and it's true. We just don't want anyone else to know about it. But um, that last bit, the fact that they came back, the fact that they were down and Cowboys who were a team who, you know, like to score in the second half. They, they're usually a strong finishing side. Don't didn't score in the second half at all. Uh, sorry, didn't score after the second, like after the second first half of the second half. Um, that we kind of held them. We went past them and we didn't let them come back. Um, it was it was pretty amazing. So, um, and then once again, like Sean Lane, like that's all I've got to say. Just the best, the last, <laughs> the best last twenty minutes I've ever seen. Just got to say it like that. He he saved us. What three times, three or four times, he made some great tackles. I mean, Gutho did the same thing. Some great defensive reads and some great sort of cover tackles. But even the fact that I saw Sean Lane pull off two tackles in a row, and I don't think I've seen him do that for a long time. So, you know, and some pretty important tackles. And then he's the one that charged the ball down um, when that was going to be a try if he let that kick go through. Um, just, just the kind of presence of mind to do it as well. Like he. He probably normally wouldn't even bother putting his arm up, but he he just did that extra effort. So um, that yeah, that's basically it. Without going through the whole game, that's kind of the most sort of that I felt with that was that you know that it was impressive to come back. It was impressive that they took the conditions and they used it to their advantage rather than whinging about the conditions. They just got on with the game and they and they got it done. Yeah, almost as if it was like. It was that hump that they had to get over. Mm. Um, well, I mean, we felt like the week before was the hump because we hadn't been past week two. Oh, that's you know, true. This, this actual yeah. group, you know, this group hadn't been past week two at all. Um, you know, Brad Arthur had been past week two, so it's like, well, can they do it? And then once they did it, and they did it so emphatically last week, it kind of felt like something was something good was going to happen. Um, you know, I still. I still thought the Cowboys might beat us. I still thought that we were going to lose on the on the side. I think I had a um a Twitter space 
uh, chat with with the guys like a couple of days before. I think it was on the Wednesday last week, and and they're all sort of predicting Parramatta to win. And I actually said I think the Cowboys will win twenty four twenty because I thought that we'd be up twenty to eighteen and they'd score on the siren and beat us. And in the end, we ended up winning by the same score. But I actually was worried that they were going to score at the end. I I was to the point where I was hoping that that they would score wide enough that maybe the conversion would be tough and maybe Holmes would miss it and we'd still be in the game. But um, in the end, like, it was just very gritty. I mean, Sivo made a massive tackle at the end. Like I said, the Sean Lane one, if he doesn't knock that ball down, uh, felt scores in the corner. And there were just a couple of, couple of sort of, you know, just grab them at the last second kind of tackles. Um, and, yeah, it was just very impressive. Yeah, it was quite possibly the the strangest game I've I've ever been to. Um, I don't know if you guys know that I went to it. Um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just because of the like, because it was a, I mean, it was a fantastic game in general, um, just to watch. But being there as a, a member of the crowd, um, like I'm there, you know, as a Penrith fan, so I'm in neutral but I'm going for Parramatta because I'm there with my girlfriend. I want her to be happy. And I'm in this row of like 10 of us that are there to support Parramatta. And then we're directly across from the one single Parramatta Bay. And that just meant that any time something at anything at all went the way of Parramatta, it was deadly silent and anything that went the way of the Cowboys, it was so loud. And that Mike Acevo try, like, we all stood there. We didn't realise it was a try at first because we thought that something bad had happened because everyone went quiet and we were <laughs> confused because well, we went, we, you know, like, your senses when you're at a game, you're used to hearing the crowd react as well as seeing it. So just seeing it alone wasn't enough for us. And we're like, what? And then everyone started cheering. I was like, oh, okay, right, right, all right. So it's a try, okay. Um. And then when it hit full time, it was so strange because like the Cowboys fans were obviously devastated, but like you could tell that they were just so happy to have had such a great season and to have um, proven the majority of us to look like absolute idiots. Um, Cause I know I tipped them to come last. So that looks pretty bad for me. Um I actually, I actually did. I turned around to these Cowboys fans behind us who, like, we'd been sort of, like, bantering with throughout the game. And I was like to them, oh, you know, you know, unlucky guys, congrats on a good season, blah, blah, blah. And we're just talking to them. And this lady in the row behind them, I think she thought I was gloating. So she just started giving me the finger. And I was like, I'm congratulating <laughs> you guys. What are you doing? Very <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was like, I'm they really don't know how to deal with Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I wore a blue jersey, to be honest. Um, oh, which, there you go. Yeah, real dickhead move by me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, I. I was shocked just to see Parramatta in a grand final. It felt really weird. Mm-hmm. Felt um, weird for me too. I bet. <laughs> uh, what did you make of I it? I still now? don't know if it happened or not. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Nat, what did, what did, um, oh, what did you think of all that? Sorry, yeah. Um, I watched. I actually got to watch this game, which is the first because I haven't been able to watch many over the past couple of weeks. 
Um, and yeah, I thought the Cowboys were home and host when they were eight eight points up with like fifteen minutes to go. Um, and then yeah, Parramatta they just it reminded me of the game that we played against them the first game we played this year. Um, and they scored those two back to back tries in the second half and it just killed us. So we didn't have enough time to come back. And I think the Cowboys had so many opportunities in that last ten minutes to score a try and nail it, but they just freaked out like none of their passes were hitting it felt like no one was willing to try anything because they were so scared of I guess you know giving up an intercept or dropping the ball or something that would cause the score to blow out to the point where they were too careful they weren't taking any chances um so that hurt them but um yeah look I mean Dave I don't know if you know but I tipped Primate to win the premiership um this year and it's funny the way you said that you felt you felt like they had kind of realize this is the last chance for them and maybe that's what's I guess given them that extra drive to get past that week two of finals because my reasoning as to why they would win the grand final was that they've come so close for so many years they've been in the top eight consecutively as we know and I feel like their window I think shutting might be a bit harsh but it's significantly narrowing this year um, with a, a few players leaving and I felt there was a now or never attitude around like an, an, a now or never energy around Parramatta and this premiership this year. And to see them in the grand final now has me a bit nervous <laughs> because I'm thinking, Oh my God, is my prediction going to come true at the expense of my own team? Mm. Um, but that was my reasoning behind it. And I think that that thought process has gotten them there. Yeah, I think it has. I think they had to win. The, the, the biggest thing for me was the week two game. And I, I I think everyone was confident we beat Canberra, but I just thought if the if the nerves happen and they don't play well, then they're going to lose again. And they're going to go through, it was almost exactly the same situation as, well, it was exactly the same situation as what happened in 2017, which was like their first finals in this run. And, you know, they, they came up against the Melbourne side who was almost unbeatable and, and, mm. you know, came close but didn't beat them and then bounced out of the finals in the second week by a team coming eighth who had surprised the team coming fifth. So it's like the same situation. And I thought, oh, no, we can't lose this again because it's going to mm. just scar them and it's going to be a problem. And once they got past that, I, whilst I wasn't confident they were going to win last week, I was at least happy they got to the prelim. And I, mm. and I could see some good signs from them. And that's what made me feel like, oh, there's actually some positive signs. They're not, they're not afraid to play in this game and so that kind of made me feel a little bit more like maybe something good would happen mm. um but yeah they they're definitely a team where I mean I don't want to name all the players they're losing but there is a lot of players turning over like even even some fringe guys are going as well that you know it wouldn't even really you know care about if you're not a Parramatta fan but um you know like it's it's a it's a case of you know, the guys coming in are going to be a different group. It's it's a whole different group. And um, obviously still there's a lot of the, the same pieces together for next year. But I have a real feeling that there's guys, like guys like Reed Marnie are, they're more than just good players. They're kind of, yeah. they're they've kind of got that vibe to them. They're, yeah, yeah. They, they really bring this team together. And, yeah. and I think that like losing him is going to be a big thing. I, I don't know if it's going to, work out bad or good in the long run. I don't really care about that right now. This week is is the only thing I care about. But yes. um you know, like I feel like they're gonna they're gonna get together and they'll be like, we put one good performance in and we win this together and that's that's what we're gonna do. And I 
I feel like maybe that was the attitude last week as well. So hopefully, hopefully it follows over. But yeah, they you could just you could tell that they were, even though they had nothing left, that they were like, we just have to hold on here. That's all we got to do is just hold yeah. on. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the Cowboys couldn't deal with that because they don't have that same resolve because no. they're a team that no one expected to be there. So it's it's a different thing for them. Absolutely, and I think for the Cowboys, them they were already massively overachieving by getting where they were. Um, so it was a real tale of two opposite narratives because you had Parramatta who were quite desperate, thinking this is is this necessary? Like, is, is the window shutting? And then you've got the Cowboys and the window has just opened. So there's no wonder, I guess, that when it came down to a kind of battle of attrition like that, Parramatta came out on top. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, the don't Cowboys just get the fact just... that Parramatta have, a, yeah, I mean, Parramatta have a lot more finals experience, even though it may only be week two most of the time. They do have <laughs> experience and know that what you got to do to win a game. And, yeah. I mean, they, they got beaten 8-6 last year. And yeah. I think they they can see that you know that you guys did the same thing in that game. We were we were coming home. We were just had to score, just had to score, and you just held us. And I think maybe they see that they saw that, and maybe they learned something from it too. Because you can learn from yeah. the players you play against as well, your own teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely. Um, I think it was probably one of the best games I've seen all year. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun as a, as a neutral. Um, I had a lot of feelings during that game of holy shit, this trip home is going to suck. If they lose, it's going to be the most depressing thing ever. Um, and there were moments when, yeah, Parramatta was down by eight where I, I was just constantly talking to Victoria just to like, because I was like, you know what, if I let her be quiet for too long, she's just going to start crying because I could see it was like starting to like, I, I felt like the game was about to start running away from Parramatta. Um, but I mean, yeah, full credit to them, the way they wrestled it back and they've definitely like earned this grand final berth. You know, it's not like, um, it's not like Penrith in 2020 where they sort of like fell into it by not really playing very well. Like they have, definitely earned this um and yeah they're going to be a very worthy opponent this sunday absolutely now last saturday uh possibly the greatest game that has ever been played um the Penrith panthers defeated south sydney rabbitohs 32 to 12 to not only um, secure their third grand final in a row, but to end South Sydney's season on a loss three years in a row. Uh, absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, I know you didn't get to watch it live, but what did you make of it, Matt? I watched the whole... Like I, I, you know what? I have to say, I, I probably got the whole second half in almost. Um, oh, nice. I think I watched the last half hour live, yeah. Um, no, crazy. So good. Um, I think the fact that we were managed to even that up at to 12 all at halftime was just incredible um and totally set that brian try was wild <laughs> hilarious and it just set the tone for the rest of the game um and yeah super proud of the fact that we we're really good at that where we'll just strangle the team out of the game even if we're down on the score but we still managed to do it um so it was a very on brand very character filled performance and yeah 
thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be in our third grand final straight. Yeah, it was um, like you said that that Brian try. Um, there's one way when it happened, I was so caught up in the moment of like, yes, we got there. Yes, all right, sweet, we're level at halftime. Like as soon as as soon as we got to twelve all, I knew we'd won the game, and I knew we were going to go on with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it wasn't until like it was actually halftime when I like went on my phone and watched a replay of the try, and I was like. Yeah. holy shit that was a special try it was wild I was, I was, was like so that is funny. that's a big play from a big game like yeah I couldn't believe that um because yeah like I was I was a mess during this game I Victoria and I we were walking to the gate that we were going in at at the stadium from Olympic Park Station Mm. and she could tell I was getting antsy trying to get in there and she's like it's okay you can just walk ahead and yeah I had to just walk ahead because I was like freaking out and I needed to just walk quickly and get to my seat because I was like having a mini panic attack because it like it all hit me at once on the train um and then as we went down 12 nil it was such a weird thing because I still didn't I didn't think South Sydney were playing that well I thought they got, I thought, I felt like they got quite lucky with that first try, which like, you know, luck's luck. It's still a try, but, Mm. and then their second try is just what they do really well is getting it to their winger out on the left who can just walk over the try line and put it down. Um, Yeah. And, but we still crossed the line like three or four times and ended up not being awarded tries because of like little mistakes we made in the buildup. Yeah. And it was like, but they probably... were they were tries, <laughs> two of yeah, them yeah, yeah. tries. <laughs> but then it's like, then it's like we still probably would have scored all of them without the tiny little things as well. So yeah. it was like that's I knew thing. that was annoying. Yeah. That was the annoying part, I and knew... that's what gave me hope. Yeah, because like we we had obviously um I, I wasn't watching the first half live, but hearing the disallowed tries, I was like, well at least we're scoring them. They might be disallowed, yeah. but at least we're scoring them. Yeah, and that's where I was like, I was keeping positive with that, but I was still getting like moments of dread, like in my head mm. of like, oh my god, like we're gonna miss out on the chance to verse Parramatta in a grand final. Like, what, what, what's mm-hmm. happening here? And yeah. I just ended up getting so like emotionally involved in this game that yeah, when things like the Tane Milne incident happened. I took it really personally. Like I was so offended by what Tane Milne did in a way that I don't oh, normally no, get when terrible. there's like a send-off thing. Yeah, like it's, it's horrendous. It's probably one of the worst <laughs> tackles you can do. Um oh, like I I heard Biggest Tiger saying this that like it's actually kind of crazy that he didn't break his arm, like hitting Spencer's head like that. Yeah. Um and it was such a it was such a dumb moment, but I was so yeah so angry at him. But then at the same time, I was like, "Well, we've definitely won the game now." Yeah. Um. But we'd won just, it by that stage, I think. Yeah. But yeah. it was like a real like, yeah, that's a nail in the coffin. He knew it. Um, I just want to say that tackle was inexcusable, and that. The fact that he was sent uh, sin bin twice for head highs in the Roosters game two weeks ago, got a fine, comes back and does that. 
um, that needs to be looked at um, because Spencer Lenu said the reason why he was so upset after the game was because the first thing he thought was, I don't think I want to be able to play this grand final. And he yeah. wasn't going to be able to play the grand final because of somebody's extremely careless, um, very negligent actions. And if he hadn't been able to play the grand final, you'd never bloody forgive him. Do you know what I mean? And, and mm. nor should he. And it's just that was beyond dangerous. And I, I, it's difficult for me to see that he wasn't intending to do what he was doing. Um, I don't want to go as far to say he intended to do that, but that wasn't a mistake. That wasn't a, you know, a, a whoops, my, my, the head went lower than my arm did. It was a stiff arm to the forehead um, and it was terrible. Yeah, like I know that it didn't result in an injury as bad as what happened to Manu, but yeah. it felt worse than what Latrell did to Manu. Yeah, you know? it did. It did. There was no chance about it. It was a swinging stiff arm to a forehead. And yeah. look, to be honest, I think six weeks wasn't enough, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you make of the tackle, David? Yeah, it was... Um... It was awful. The, the worst thing about the whole thing is the ball was already dropped. He'd already yeah. dropped the ball and they he had the time ball. to pull yeah. out of that tackle and he still went for it. So, I mean, I don't want to I don't have a go at South, but I, I have a trouble with South as well. I think like you do, yeah. like both of you do, is that when the game starts getting away from them, they start getting grubby and dirty and things they like do. that. Yep. And I, I, I have problems with that because, you know, I... Not to not to say the same thing, but when we played Canberra and we were on top of them week two, the same stuff same stuff started to happen as well in that game. Like it was, it, it's kind of like I hate that for football teams. If you're going to lose, lose with a bit of dignity. But yeah, it was awful. And six weeks, I don't know. Like I said, don't know how judiciary really works, but I mean, six weeks means he's not going to get to really play the World Cup, which is probably fair and mm. fair enough. So, um, you know, that's. I mean, you got to realize that at the, for the same. In the game that we played, you know, Tom Malolo got three weeks for you know making contact with with the head. So, you know, this one was was worse, maybe twice as worse. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Maybe six is about right, but because I just mm. don't know if you get much more than six weeks anymore. Like apart from that one that Latrell got, um, I don't. I'm not sure if you get much more than that anymore because the loadings and stuff are all changed. What was that one that Travis Burns got once? Um, he got like eleven weeks. Um, for a tackle he did in like 2012 for Penrith on um, oh, that Roosters front row, Martin Kennedy, and like it was mm-hmm. a pretty horrendous tackle, and like yeah, like everyone at the time was like that's a ridiculous suspension, but it was one where they basically retired him from the NRL. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, you, you're right. You just don't see penalties, like, suspensions like that anymore. Um, they've changed the whole system. I don't know how it works, yeah. but it makes it harder to get longer sentences. Like that's the way it works. They've seemed to have completely removed that element of you going like, "Well, that was a dickhead act." Here's another couple of weeks for that. Mm. Like everything is very defined, and it's like, "Oh, it's this type of tackle." Okay, it has to be this amount of weeks. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we've seen things like um. I mean, I didn't see it, but like Les Boyd back in the day basically suspended into retirement. Like he got he got suspended for a year once, I think, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, he definitely did. 
Like imagine, but imagine if you, that now. If you see what they did in those days, they, yeah. there was year long suspensions for reasons. Um, well, I mean, he also got um, sued for that tackle by the player that he hit as well. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't quite as bad as that, but um, yeah, still horrendous. Um, what did you make of the game as a whole, Dave? Yeah, so I I tuned in and it was twelve nil already, and like that's how quick that kind of really happened. And then I I was watching and I I sort of thought, I mean. When it got when it became twelve six, I was like, "All right, well, I think Penrith are going to win." Like I just had a feeling as soon as you score, mm. you're going to win. I think that South had to win by had been front by eighteen at halftime to like to be to be a chance because you could tell that they spent all their energy just trying to get that lead and just trying to get in front. And then once once you came back to twelve all, like that was a ridiculous amount of time to score two tries that just it basically yeah. broke their back. And the, the, the weird thing is, I don't know if anyone else has really noticed this, but the halftime scores in both prelims were 12 all. So um, the the interesting thing is that the difference was the momentum was all on Penrith's side. Like it was, you guys scored two tries late and, you know, basically 12, at 12 all, I knew it was over. And as soon as you scored the first one, I think you scored like four minutes or something in the second half. Yeah. Like that. So I knew it was over and I kind of, um, it was my kids' movie night. We watch movies and stuff. So I, I, had the, I had the phone on my lap just watching while they were watching some movie. And I just kept sort of glancing down and it was just like the score was was going up and going up. And I've watched a bit of it back. And, yeah, just just down here running. Like, it, South had nothing left. And it was over well before Tane Milne hit someone in the head. You know, like it was it was over, you know, I think it was over at 12-6, honestly. Like, I yeah. think as soon as you yeah. guys scored, it was over. But um, yeah, look at it was a it was an impressive effort, um, but yeah, I just don't know with South. Um, they they feel like they would have to get to a much bigger lead to be to be a danger. And I'm sure as a Penrith fan, you didn't think that, but um, I think for everyone else watching all the neutrals, we sort of thought, well, as soon as they got as soon as you guys have got to try, and then definitely once you got back to twelve all, we thought, well, how much are they going to beat South by? Yeah, it was something where, like realistically, I I, I knew we, we were gonna win, but like I think because it wasn't going to plan, and I was just thinking about the game in the finals against them last year where we did lose, and yeah, I was like, oh shit, okay, this is happening, but like you're right, it definitely was won at least by half time, and like. It was well won by the time Milne did get sent off because it was we were twelve in front when that happened, and we only ended up scoring one more try anyway. Um, so no matter what, it wouldn't have changed the result. Um, but yeah, Souths are a, they're a funny one like that where like I feel like for years teams like Parramatta have gotten criticism for the fact that when things start going wrong for them, they lose their heads and like lose the game in a really weird way. Like defense sort of stops becoming a thing where, yeah, I think you're right. Where for Souths, when they start losing control of a game, they just start, yeah, trying to absolutely knock people out. And it's really weird because I actually like a number of South Sydney's players, but then like, a bunch of them will still do things like that where I'm like, well, why do you have to be such an asshole for? Um, 
and then My you know, they're themselves hard to like sometimes. They do. Um, which I know that you know our team certainly have some players that do the exact same thing. Well, not not the exact same thing. Um, some of our players make it yeah hard to like them, but at least they don't go out there you know like yeah trying to hurt people like we're trying to injure people. Exactly. Um. So you know the fact that these two prelims ended up with, uh the team that dived to beat the Wooden Spooners and the team of the Grubs losing, it meant that we got the grand final of the good guys. Well, <laughs> I think I'll agree on that point, yes. I think that says a lot about the quality of the humans in rugby league if our two teams are the good guys. <laughs> uh, like I said to you before, there is not one unlikable player in that Parramatta team. So yeah. I'm going <laughs> to it. <laughs> there is not one Penrith player with uh, criminal charges or um, weak guts or anything like that. No. Um, no. <laughs> well, uh, this Sunday, pretty big game coming up. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. there's a grand final on Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Dave, I'll go to you first with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking forward to in this? Uh, I want to see the effort that I saw at the end of that game again. So even if they don't get this one, I, I want them to, I want it to be a, if, if Panama come with their A game, I want Paramount to come with their A plus game. And I want them to, to put everything they've got out there. And that's, that's all I really want from them. And I mean, during the week, it, it's it's like I said, it's been funny. There's been all these, you know, oh, this is a good omen, this is a good omen. One I heard today, which was quite funny, um, is that, you know, the, the famous one that we lost, that 2001 grand final where Newcastle, you know, Andrew Johns has said before, I knew we had them beaten by on the, you know, the uh, grand final breakfast because they all petrified and all this stuff like mm. that. And someone today said, oh, you know, there was that, that function that was in... Um, somewhere in the city there. And apparently all the players were very relaxed and, and looked very happy about it. And so it's like, oh, that means they're going to win. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, they might be relaxed as anything, but they still got to play another team. So it doesn't mean they're going to win. It just means they yeah. might come up with a good performance. So that's that's all I can ask from them is just play to their best. And, you know, maybe a bounce of the ball goes the right way and, and we get it. But you know, they, I, we can't control that sort of stuff. We can't control if something goes against us. If something goes against us, I'll have some content for a couple of years' time. So that, that's all I can ask for. He'll have another uh, what if Todd Larry passed that ball moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I believe was – was that the reason you started your podcast? Oh. Uh, I think I started it for many reasons, just because I needed something. I wanted to talk football to people and I wanted a different angle. And as a Paramount fan, there's so many what ifs. So I thought this is, I've got to generally, you know, I like to think about hypothetical things. So I kind of thought it's a great way of doing it. Um, you know, like I've got, I've got another podcast to do with my wife is about hypotheticals and movies. So I obviously like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's just my mind. And, and I really just wanted to talk football with people. And I thought, 
I didn't want to do a Parramatta Eels one because there already is one, you know, probably many of them, I'm assuming, doing like a week-to-week one. And I thought I want something that's just a little bit different. And I couldn't see anyone else doing what I did, so what I do. So I just thought I'll, I'll do that and it'll be great. But, yeah, like I think the, the scars of, of many, many years, like you mentioned 98, we've mentioned 2001, 99 is another one. Even 97, we, we were leading Newcastle who were the eventual premiers 18-0 and got beaten in a semi. So, you know, like it, there's a whole series of these events. And, and I know that it's not just my club. I knew there was other people who had these events. And I know that like the bounce of this ball, the, the strange egg-shaped ball that we've got bounces in a different way. And, you know, if it didn't bounce that way, so many things could change. So that's kind of why I started it. But, yeah, um, going back to the real question, because we started the my own podcast rather than the <laughs> final. Um, I, I just think I'd like to see that. I'd like to see um, a solid start. You know, like if we could be 12-0 up, I feel like we could have a big chance of winning it, but because I think I think that we're a good front runners, so that might be helpful. Um, but I also I'm not going to get. I think we could still win from behind if we had to. I don't think we're impossible to. I don't think you guys are impossible to beat, and I just want the belief. I want them to get out there and just they get down to the last five minutes, and if it's tight or wherever it is, and they just they put in that extra effort and 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 they bring it home because that's that's really what I want. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's that's really really what I want. Like you, I, I know you guys probably you know feel it too. But for for someone who's grown up and the last time they won, I was six, and you know like it's I just we really need it as a fan base. We need this one. So um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, most of the people listening to this podcast are hoping that I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yes. But, We'll, we'll just hope that it's a great game. That's all we really can hope for. So, Nat, what are you looking forward to in this game? Um, the, watching it on Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, generally, like, I just think, I have to admit, I have vibes like 2020 vibes reversed um something that does fill me full of a little bit of confidence is the fact we've got a whole team pretty much that's played two grand finals straight we've got tundo who hasn't played a grand final yet mitch kenny hasn't played a grand final yet i think that's it so uh, the rest of them are so experienced with this game and i think you really don't understand how important that experience is until you're there, which we learned in 2020. Um, and similar to us in 2020, I've seen Parramatta just so stoked to finally get to that grand final. Like they were so emotional after the game as they should have been. Um, and you could just tell it was like this giant weight off their shoulders that they'd gotten there. And I feel like that was us as well in 2020 when we beat South in that prelim, we were so excited and so stoked and I'm just seeing a difference this year in the way we're celebrating, the way we're preparing is a little bit more storm-like, you would say, I guess, like in 2020. And I just feel like it's going to give us an advantage. I feel quite good about it. Well, I'm loving that confidence. Um, and I love that idea. Um, and, yeah, I'll be honest, I do agree with everything um, you're saying because... 
on the park, like like the on paper, sorry, I don't feel like there's actually too much difference between these teams, one to seventeen. I think on their best day, they are the two best teams in the competition. And while I do think Penrith are a bit ahead of them, Parramatta really are not far behind. And yeah, I've got a feeling that if Penrith are to win, it's like a lot of it can be put down to the fact that they've been there before. Yeah. Um, which is just very comforting for me to think about because like, yeah, 2020, we were just blown out of the water by this team that were just unfazed by what was happening before them. And they knew exactly what to do. And they just went about it in this like robotic like fashion. And it was horrible, but like, at least I had, I, I could at least take like some, something away from it that like, ah, oh, well, you know, it was Cameron Smith in the Melbourne storm, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, now it's like, oh, well, Penrith have like, you know, Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo, like, you know, Nathan, while he hasn't won a single Dally M over the past three seasons, if you look at it as a whole, has been the best player. Yeah. And it's like there's no there's no shame in losing to that and there's no surprise in losing to that. Mm. Um and yeah, that's kind of where I think if Penrith win this game, that's where I think it's won. Is- the only thing I yeah, like the, the only thing that's stopping me, like that pulls me up from that view is the fact that Parramatta, like when we rocked up in 2020, we came 10th the year before. And like yeah. we, although to be fair, before that 10th year, we did we did make the finals regularly. We'd get to week two like Parramatta. So I guess you take that out, <laughs> outlier out of 20, you know what I mean? Like it is quite similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that makes me feel better, I guess, about the game. I feel calm. I don't know if it's because I'm disconnected to it because of the wedding, but I do feel calm. Um, yeah, I feel calm. I feel good about it. Yeah, I, I feel... I usually am quite negative, so <laughs> I'm quite yeah. surprised. Yeah, I feel I feel oddly calm. Um, mm. I've got a feeling it's all going to hit me like a freight train and I'm just going to yeah. become an absolute mess at some point on Sunday. Um, yeah. Maybe Saturday night. I didn't get much sleep the night before the grand final last year. So maybe yeah. that's going to happen again. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's like you want to be here at this time of the year, but like uh, you, you kind of don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I do feel, sometimes I feel, oh, people are going to think it's, this is so wanky. Yeah, I, do it's, I know almost, it's going to sound wanky. I feel jealous of neutrals sometimes because I just think, God, like imagine watching this game this weekend as a neutral, how lucky that is. You don't have to worry, I guess, about, you know, um, yeah, you don't have to worry about the result and you just get to yeah. enjoy it. It's definitely As someone who's been a neutral for, for 13 plus years. Um, it's, it, it's not good. <laughs> it gets old. It gets old real fast, especially when you don't like either team. Like uh, there'll be a yeah. lot of people who don't like Parramatta or Penrith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not enjoy this game at all. 
Um, and it's going to depend on whether the game is good. If the game goes like you know we've described, or like what I sort of said, if it's you know it gets down to the last five minutes and someone's got to do something to win it, then it's oh. going to be fantastic. But if it, mm. you know, if the wrong Parramatta turns up and you guys win, you know, thirty something nil, then it's just people are going to be bored and they're not going to want to watch it. So That's true. Yeah. You know. I did. I did have a moment today where I smiled thinking about the fact that so many people are so pissed off that it's Parramatta versus Penrith. <laughs> and I was like, because I remember being so angry in 2016 that it was Sharks and Storm. I was like, I hate both of them. What's going on? And now I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I love the fact that people are like that. And I'm like, mm. the fact that like I can be like, you know what, you're hating, but my team's in a grand final. So yeah. <laughs> who's happy? <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think people will be happy that it's not Storm and Ro- Storm or Roosters for once. You know, yeah, to get past that Storm Roosters thing that we've been having for a while. Yeah, it's so good. Like we've we've had a bit of a cleanse, really, especially the fact that yeah. they both went out in week one. Um, like yeah. that was the that was the perfect combination of teams to go out in week one, because like I actually oddly like the Roosters, and mm. I have a lot of respect for the Storm. Um, but it's I still find it really funny when bad things happen at both those teams. Me too. Um, yeah, Melbourne lost four in a row this year, and I like it almost felt like we'd won a grand final. Like, I was like this is great. This never happens. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, enough about them. Um, a couple of uh, points of note in each team list. Um, We'll start with Parramatta. You know, that way we end with the good guys. Um, Are you going to talk about Parramatta twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the women's team next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bailey Simonson is named at centre over Tom Opechik. Um mm. I I heard that Opechik might have actually failed his fitness test anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, he was he was um, up play. Yeah, it's, it's still um. Yeah, what do you think of that, David? Because I actually, I actually like Simonson a bit more than Opechik, anyway. Yeah, look, I, I'm probably not allowed to talk about Tom Opechik anymore since the start of the season when I rubbished him, and every <laughs> Parramatta fan known to man had a go at me. Um, <laughs> he's been he's been pretty solid, but I think Simonson is is a better player, and I think that, I mean, he doesn't. You never know. Something great might happen from him being there. I don't really know. I think it didn't really matter. Whoever's the the centre on that side just needs to be solid. So and just has to be good defensively. So I think he's he's okay. He he made a couple of good tackles and uh, last week. So yeah, I'm happy enough for him being there. Yeah, he's almost there to sort of like keep things ticking over, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's that it's that side centre position. Like that's. Like basically, just get the ball to Sevo. Like if you yeah. get the ball to Sevo, get the Sevo. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty simple job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, then we have the bench. Um, a very uh, notable omission. I'm um, sorry, addition. Uh, Nathan Brown. I know. Who knew he still played rugby league? I know. Uh, what's... Uh, it, yeah. it's interesting I, look I think he's been tinkering for a while he he dropped uh, Makatoa after the week two like he didn't play last week mm. um, he's now 
they've now moved it again. So um, it's, I mean, I I didn't mind Cartwright in that game, but he did do some really dumb things in that prelim. I'm not sure if people really paid attention, but we got a six yeah. again and he threw the that ball on the floor. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, maybe he's thinking in a big game, we don't need another ball player there. Maybe we need a little bit more mongrel in the middle. I'm happy enough with Nathan Brown being there. Um, I'm not a massive Nathan Brown fan, so it doesn't really bother me. But look, he, maybe he brings something different. I'm not really sure what the plan is, but he's not going to really play very long anyway. The way that our bench really works is there's only really two interchanges, um, the two players that come on for the interchange bench, and pretty much we just cycle our forwards through that. And the the player that Brown, like the position Brown's in, he might get 15 minutes. So um, it might be 15 minutes, his last hurrah is an eel, just go out there and do the best you can. And, yeah, no, I'm fine with that. If it's got to be anyone... Anyone left who's one of our forwards, I think he's the most dynamic one we've got left to put in there. So, yeah, probably a good idea. Well, yeah, it's an interesting point you make that he's probably not going to play many minutes anyway because Makatoa, I believe, only played six minutes against Penrith and then like something like yeah. 10 minutes against Canberra. And then Cartwright was pretty much only out there when Lane was um, having his head injury assessment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a very limited minutes position. And, um, I know it gets brought up every week, Jacob Arthur, but it, I feel, I actually feel like it kind of makes sense now to have him in the team. Um, because mm. there've been two games in this final series alone where Mitch Moses has had to go for a head injury assessment. And it's like, you're seeing teams now lean towards having a bench where you just cover every position on the field because you don't know who's mm. going to go down at any moment. Um, like Penrith actually yeah, do it. The, well, in the reverse, like you, you've got, I mean, if Cleary goes down, you've at least got, you know, you can put Coruscant at seven and, and Mitch Kenny plays at, at Hooker. So you've, you've got it too, but you've just done it a different way. So yeah. we don't have a, we don't have a second hooker that can play like that. We're not going to put Mitch Rain in our team. So no, no. You know, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's our only other option, really. So, and yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, if Jake Arthur can wear a headband that covers his eyes, so it looks like he's trying to do a magic trick, um, I think that might be very entertaining. So maybe he'll come on and do that. Um, and in in all honesty, I think I said to someone the other day, if um, if Jake Arthur is playing at the end of this game, either it's gone very right or very wrong. So it doesn't really bother me if he's there or not. Yeah, and he'd understand that too. He would have been told you know, by his dad that like, like if we don't need you, you're not getting on the field. Yeah. 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 If it's down to the last couple of minutes, he's not playing unless it's, unless one team's in front by a couple of scores, he's not on the field. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, or unless, yeah, someone gets hurt. Um, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, on to the, uh, you know, the the main guests of this massive party. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Nat, there is a notable omission on the wing. Uh, a certain Mr. Taylor May has failed a fitness test for a hamstring. Very, like, as we said before, it's not, it's kind of ironic, isn't it, that, like, he would have played um, if, if, but for... Um, his 
um, indiscretion and the suspension that got. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, it's not the end of the world. I actually think Charlie's been doing a good job um, over the past few weeks. So I'm not too stressed about it. Yeah, um, Charlie actually, I thought, had one of his better games the other night. Yeah, he did. I thought he was really good. In defense, he's a bit shaky, but I think generally he's he's getting a lot better. Yeah, well, he's one um he's one really good tackle of the game. He ended up copying yeah. a charge for. So Yeah. Um But yeah, other than that, it's yeah, the exact same team. Um I'm guessing Mitch Kenny is probably gonna start at Hooker, like he has been the yeah. last few weeks. Um yeah. What 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 do you think of that that dynamic that's been happening? I think it I think it's I trust it. I quite like it. At first I was like confused, but I feel like it works. And I, I really hope we run with that. I know that it was like everyone's like, oh, we were down 12 nil before before Uppy came on and stuff like that. But that wasn't really um <laughs> Mitch's fault. <laughs> yeah, Mitch so, didn't Mitch didn't no. miss tackles for those tries. Like Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm quite enjoying it. How do you feel about it? I actually, I actually really like it. Um, purely for the fact that it's clear that we want to get the best out of yeah Api, and if we're able to do that by making sure he finishes the game at like yeah. he's on the field in the 79th minute, then I'm cool with that because I really don't care if he's on there in the second minute. Because we yeah. know we're not going to lose the game in the second minute by having Mitch Kenny out there. And yeah. he's, you know, we we talk about him a lot. He's an underrated player, Mitch Kenny. Like, he's not as bad as, like, he's, I mean, he's not Abby Corusau, but, I mean, in my opinion, no other hooker in the comp at the moment is Abby Corusau. Like, yeah. he is the best. And, like, people are right in that he did change the game for Penrith, but... Penrith weren't trying to blow South out of the water early in that game. Clearly, it wasn't the tactic. And yeah. yeah, I'm I'm more than happy for that. Like, there is obviously that risk that like if Parramatta do go a couple of tries ahead, it might be hard to wrestle it back, especially if they have momentum. But yeah. it's I'm I'm still happy for that to happen. Like, I'd, I'm not even sure if it's a risk um yeah. per se it's just a different way of playing it because Appy's still going to play the same amount of minutes that he would play anyway so I'm like he may as well miss him then I and, agree I think he, yeah it's good yeah and Mitch like he actually does a very good job as part of the middle rotation anyway yeah he's playing really well yeah because like really he was just he was a lock who didn't grow into being the size of a lock yeah and he's found a role as a hooker and you know what? He's going to be our hooker next year. That that road, that combination is going to be the same anyway, but just with Sony Luke. So we may as well like use it now. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Sean O'Sullivan, I've noticed, is our 18th man, which means he doesn't play in the state championship. Aww. They didn't. They didn't name Aww. him in that. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to risk him. Um, which I thought was interesting. I thought he'd kind of want to play. Yeah. Be like, be like old school grand finals where someone had, you know, playing three grades in one day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he'd do it. 
Yeah, I reckon. But he'd he have would, to yeah. wear number. He'd have to wear like a. He'd have to wear a different number, like number oh, fifty something. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah, the way it used to be. Yeah. yeah. I actually um, I was watching him when I was at the the New South Wales Cup Grand Final the other day. After the game, he was standing there with like his family and um, like down at the fence and like uh. Yeah, like his dad and his sister and like Matt Lodge was there because he's his brother-in-law and stuff like that. He accidentally broke his New South Wales Cup medal. Like it broke off from the lanyard and he's there like trying to fix it. And I was like, oh, God, like <laughs> if that's the last thing you ever do in a penalty jersey, geez, that's not a very good end. <laughs> it's a dark end. Yeah, <laughs> he's just standing there trying to fix it. I was like, oh, poor guy. Hopefully they can yeah, fix that up for him. Um <laughs> But, I mean, you know, hopefully, no offence to him, that is the last thing he does in a Penrith jersey because we don't want anything bad to happen. No, we do not. No. Um, it'll be a good day if Sean O'Sullivan doesn't get on the field and for many reasons it'll be a good day if Bryce Cartwright doesn't get on the field. Amen. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, don't, we don't want Bryce Cartwright. Field. That's, that's, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we're happy if Jake Arthur doesn't go to the field either. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, just before before we wrap up, um, I'll go through both of you. I'll get your best case scenario, your worst case scenario, and then a tip. Uh, we'll start with you, David. Okay. So. Best case scenario is uh, the early game, the Parramatta women win. I uh, don't care how they win. They just win. Uh, and then uh, the the main game, the uh, our 7.30 game, the best case scenario is Parramatta gets out to a, a nice lead at the start and then basically just goes into party time uh, and wins it very easily so I don't have to worry about it so <laughs> we need to be probably four scores up with about 10 minutes to go and I'll think I'll be happy Yeah. Um, so they're, they're my two best case scenarios um, what I think will actually happen is I think it'll be quite early something will go against them you guys will put two scores on pretty quick and we'll probably lose 20 to 10 or something like that 24 10 I don't know that's probably what's going to happen I mean I'll, I'll... I'll be honest, I'll take that. <laughs> um, well, 24-10 is the, is the score that I got beaten in the only grand final I ever played. So I hate uh, that score. So I feel like that's what's going to happen. See, if that is the exact score, then we just know that you are who's cursed. Not Parramatta, it's just you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I think I am cursed. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's me. <laughs> uh, Nat, what about you? Um. Obviously, worst case scenario for me would be a close game that we lose. That's just like a horrible feeling. Best case scenario is that we just come in and wipe the floor. My most likely, um, I'm going to say 25-6. There's going to be a disrespectful field goal in there. Um, and Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill. Penrith to win, sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Mitchell Moses will kick a disrespectful field goal, so you got to be really careful <laughs> what you say there. Or, or he'll miss, he'll miss one, he'll and miss Nathan it. will go up the other end and kick one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think best case scenario for me is that we do like a like a manly two thousand and eight type 
where yeah we just run away and win it and but that at least means that Parramatta fans aren't like too heartbroken at full time because like you'll know you'll have known for a while that it was happening yeah um you know just for Victoria's sake um that'll also involve of course Penrith winning the state championship and Parramatta winning the NRLW um just because you've got to keep it in Western Sydney um yeah yeah um, worst case scenario would yet be a recreation of the first game at Penrith this year where we lost 22 20. Um, mm. I can't, I can't even tell you guys the amount of times I have thought back to when I looked up at the scoreboard at full time and saw that. And I was like, Oh, like I, I, that game messed with me. Um, mm. and it's, and it's what it's, it's, it is exactly what is filling me with anxiety before this game because I just I know that just weird things happen now when Penrith and Parramatta yeah. play each other. Yeah. Um, what I think is going to happen, I think I got a feeling that at half time it's going to be like six all or maybe eight all, mm-hmm. and that second half Parramatta are going to score one. And Penrith are going to score two, and we're going to win. I think we're going to win sixteen twelve, and so Ooh, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be terrifying knowing that up until the final play, Parramatta have a chance to win it inside the eighty. Um, which is really not what I want. <laughs> it's just what I it's. I'm, I'm becoming cynical about this game, but mm. I'm still too arrogant to be cynical enough to think that we are actually going to lose. Yeah. Um, I get that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, thank you very much to everyone for listening. Um, if you have not checked out David's podcast, it is the Hypothetic RL podcast. Um, did I say that right? Yeah, it's the it's the hardest podcast to find because yeah. I spelt it in a weird way. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's um as I said before, it's just I meant the moment it we kind of after this after this week it's going into World Cup mode. So nice. My next guest is going to be Mike Mihal Wood talking about two thousand three, the two thousand three Great Britain series, uh, where Australia. That's the one where Morley comes out in the first game and uh, yep. first or second game and yep. coat hangers a guy in the first game. Um, so in the first few seconds. Yeah. So it, it's talking about if maybe that didn't happen and Great Britain win that game instead and what that might happen for International Rugby League. So um, because I knew that the World Cup's coming up, all my all my episodes now are kind of <laughs> focusing on World Cup sort of things, um, talking about, you know, different scenarios for World Cups. Um, and yeah, it's generally, it's that kind of stuff. It's just like, what if this happened? What if that didn't happen? Sometimes it's a little bit different. It's like, what if competition structures are different or, you know, what if a different team was admitted to the NRL or that sort of stuff. So, um, and people who want to listen, yeah, it's, it's basically H-Y-P-E-R and then it's T-H-E-T-I-C, so Thetic and then R-L for Rugby League. Um, and I'm going to, if you let me, I'm going to, I only get like a handful of listeners, but I also, if you like movies and you like talking about what if on movies, my wife and I do one, it's called uh, Scriptical. So it's like script, ecal, if that makes sense. That's all one word. Um, 
if you like that kind of stuff, if you if you kind of liked me being a weirdo on this podcast, then yeah, it's it gets even better. And she's she's funnier than I am, so it's it's much funnier. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to listen to those two, that that's great. Um, and all I can say is that you know if Parramatta win this weekend, um, maybe Vic and I are going to have to take over your podcast for the week. <laughs> You know what? Okay, deal. Um, <laughs> just because T is then going to have to listen to a year of arrogant Penrith fans and then an episode of arrogant Eels fans to edit it. Fair <laughs> um, I haven't um, even. I mean, I haven't even asked her the permission to to want her to do that. But I just no, figure, I'm sure she know, will. Yeah. We need to. Um, but yeah, as an avid listener to your podcast, I can confirm that it is absolute heaven for rugby league nerds. Um, because you just talk about the weirdest stuff sometimes and some of the episodes are so different. I really liked your recent episode um, on what if there were like golf style handicaps on scores, um, yeah. even though it involved Penrith actually losing a lot more games than they normally would because we just had a ridiculous handicap because we're so good. Um, and I actually, I, I'll be honest, I have not listened to your podcast with your wife yet, but I'm going to have to check it out because some of my favorite episodes of yours on the Hypothetic RL podcast are the ones that you do together. Um, because yeah, she's, she's great when she gets yeah. on because it's just, it's just everything breaks loose. Well, so, so yeah. yeah, your show's normally quite calm and then she comes in with absolute chaos and yeah, it's quite brilliant to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, and I really appreciate when she does it too because it's always good topics when we – because I just say to her, what do you want to talk about? And she'll like, I want to do this. It's like, yeah, get on. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah, (laughs) it makes it easier. (laughs) All right, yeah, so everyone, make (laughs) sure to check those out. Uh, We'll link them um, when we tweet out the episode so it'll be easy to find. Um, Yeah, make sure to follow us if you don't on instagram and twitter you can find us on instagram at big cat chat and on twitter at big cat chat pod and uh david if we don't talk to you before the grand final just want to say good luck you know hope you lose but good luck (laughs) and the same to you too you know good luck and i hope we win because i'm not a negative person i'm just (laughs) (laughs) thank you mate and thank you everyone for listening thanks guys You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people.